John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey. Who could have done it? Who could have entered the house without breaking in? Who killed John Benet Ramsey? Bizarre Investigations. I'm Hugh. And I'm Josh. This is episode 27. 27, a special episode. It's a true crime it episode. Bizarre Investigation, true crime edition. There we go. It's our first real official true crime. Right? We did the Cleveland Torso murders and right. Elisa Lamb. But Elisa Lamb had a lot of like paranormal, like for me, like a lot of paranormal aspects to it. It was just really weird. It yeah, didn't seem like a normal mit- Yeah, that was, that was odd. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is a straight up true crime. And Look. then the Cleveland Torso murder, like you were telling me, is... Not a lot of evidence. No, it's so old yeah. that it's not, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like it's a real true crime, unsolved thing. Maybe um, we call it the first modern true crime. There you go. Yeah. Unsolved. When was the Torso murders? Bizarre unsolved mysteries. <laughs> um, it was, uh, well, when was it? The 50s, 60s, something like that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere around there. All right. Well, first modern true crime episode. Yeah. You want to do a brain fuck and just get right into it? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. All right, cool. The brain fuck. 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 Of the week. Turn me on my side and I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? Turn me on my side. And I'm everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? Hmm. It's a pretty decent one, right? Not bad. I have no clue. But then again, I don't get many of these right. So. Hey. Yeah. Fuck it. My Fuck brain you. doesn't work on Saturdays, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, it's Saturdays. Both of us had a fun day yesterday on Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting day. For both of us, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. So, like we said, we're doing on John Benet Ramsey, which I'm pretty... Do we even say we're doing on John Benet? I mean, I think the intro gave it yeah. away a little bit. I think the intro kind of did. But yeah, we're doing on John Benet Ramsey, little girl, beauty uh, pageant girl, six-year-old, who died on... Either December 25th or 26th of 1996. Well, if you ask her parents, it was the 25th, right? Or at least that's what they put on her grave. That's what they put on the grave, but yet, yeah, it's weird. We'll get into that stuff. We will. Just so you guys know, I was only uh, four months old when this happened. 
I was a little bit older. Yeah. Four months old. I remember when I first brought this case up to you, you're like, what? What is that? Yeah. I'm like, you don't know what that <laughs> is? Are you kidding me? I just finally got into John Bonet like six months ago when you told me about it. Yeah. And then immediately got hooked on it. It's for sure an interesting case, though. I think this is, since Elisa Land, the most of research one of our topics. I think so, too. And yeah. also, it's because I like, I think I like true crime a little bit more than some of the other stuff we do. Well, I think it's just... It, there's it, more to look up into it. Because there's no guessing. You know mm-hmm. that something definitely happened. Like it, There's stuff hidden, but not hidden to the public. Or There's still stuff hidden to the public, obviously, but we can actually do research into it instead of like going through fucking hundreds of different pages on DuckDuckGo or Google to trying to find one conspiracy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's easier to find facts on it. It is very true. When it's an actual crime that took place. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that's what makes it a little more real and a little bit more easy to look into as well. Yeah, I concur with that statement. Before we even get into it, I was watching that new movie with Zac Efron. Not the newest last year, but the Ted Bundy movie. Oh, it's a good one. Very good one. But he said something in there during the trial where there's two types of evidences. There's an evidence where you have a picture painted and you make every evidence fit that picture mm-hmm. i don't think it's the exact quote but something like that something along those lines or you get the evidence and then you paint the picture with the evidence mm-hmm. so the way the mo- majority of these theories that come from this story that we're going to tell mm-hmm. is there's a picture painted in your head and you'll find a way to make every bit of information that we tell you fit that picture that you want if you know this case your mind is probably already made up yeah Especially like the very first time, like six months ago when I first heard this case and I started doing research, I was like, I for sure know who it is. He said, no doubt. This is a stupid one to do. Easy. Yeah. And then I did, what, like 30 hours of research just this week alone. Yeah. And I can't tell you. I can tell you. I, look, I can tell you right now without ruining anything. Like I can convince myself after doing all this research of like five different people. Yeah, me too. So it's, it, it's kind of crazy. nuts. Yeah, so that's the that's what we're going to be getting into. It's pretty bizarre. It's bizarre. <laughs> this it investigation is. is bizarre. Well, uh, you guys want to jump right into it? Yeah, let's do Break it. Break down the Ramsey family. Let's do it. Yeah. You, oh, you you have like a breakdown of the entire family, don't you? I I did, and I left my entire notebook at home. Oh. I had like fifteen pages of notes written out, so I can vouch. I did see the notes. My wife wrote everything down for me, or sent everything on a picture. All right, so John Bonet's father is John Ramsey. Mm-hmm. John Bonet's name is actually off of John Bennett Ramsey, her father. Yeah, his name is John Bennett, right? Bennett, yeah. So they changed it to be John Bonet. So one thing that I watched was that the mom loved French stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why she mm. she named her John Bonet. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, it comes into play a little later too. Yeah, it, I for me, I just think it's weird to name a daughter after your dad. After the dad, like full on name. Oh, it, it is weird. Like, I mean, I, I'm Hugh Jr., so I can't really talk that much shit because I have the same name as my dad, but. No, f- but that's a little different. You're not yeah. his daughter. <laughs> the mother's name is Patsy Ramsey. If you, in the intro, when you heard that 911 call, that was the 911 call that Patsy Ramsey called to the police department to mm-hmm. say my daughter is kidnapped. The brother is Burke Ramsey. Actually. Never mind. We'll get into the okay the nine one one call. <laughs> okay, later. the sister. Well, so John Bonet had a, another family before marrying Patsy. Mm-hmm. So his uh his first daughter 
or I think it's the oldest daughter, I believe, is Elizabeth Ramsey. She was actually killed June 8th, or sorry, January 8th, 1992 in a car accident. There's another daughter, uh, Melinda, 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 Melinda. There we go. See, my notes are not here, so I can't do it. Uh, Half sister. She was in Atlanta at the time of the kidnapping. Mm -hmm. Just stating that now in the beginning. The brother, John Ramsey, John Andrew, John Andrew. Yeah. John Andrew Ramsey. He was also in Atlanta at the time. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. I think that that, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. That we got a lot of stuff to go over. All right. So Patsy Ramsey is Patricia, 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 Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Uh, Patricia, fuck Patricia, Patsy, (laughs) Patsy, is it Patricia? Yeah, I just okay. can't fucking say it. Patsy was an American beauty pageant winner in 1977. Mm-hmm. She was Miss West Miss West Virginia beauty title in 1977. 23 years old is when she got married to John Ramsey. In 1993, she was diagnosed with stage four uh, ovarian cancer. Ovarian. Ha- ovarian. Sorry. See, I can't. It's all good. He's trying to read a. He's trying to read a whole page of notes off of his phone, which is kind of difficult. He's trying to like zoom in and out. So just so you guys can get a little idea of what he's he's trying to do. I really did research, guys. I promise. He did. After treatment, she was uh, in remission for nine years until um, she was re. She had cancer again, same type of cancer in 2002. Then she died in 2006 on June 24th. Ten years after John. Yeah, 10 years later. So that's Patsy. That's the mom, a little background. The beauty pageants. She was a Miss West Virginia 1977, so that's why she wanted John Bonet to be a pageant star. Well, you, you see that uh, when you start looking into the pageants in general, that that's kind of a trend. The, yeah, the, the mother mom, yeah. either couldn't do it or did do it. Except and for Honey Boo the daughter to do it. Well, yeah, that one, that's <laughs> one. Like I said, the, the parent either couldn't do it <laughs> or... <laughs> did do it and wants the child to do it. Did you ever see the South Park episode on that one? I the did not. Boot. No. I'd I imagine got, it was pretty good, though. I got a heart of a pig. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. So John Ramsey, uh, 1966, he graduated MSU with a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. Then in 1971, he graduated with a master's degree in business administration. Uh, also in 1966, um, he joined the Navy as a civil engineer. If you don't know what a civil engineer is, it's an engineer slash architect company, you know, builds shit. So he was in the Navy. Yeah. Just a curiosity, do you think someone in the Navy might know how to tie a knot? Uh, majority of people in the Navy know how to tie a knot. I, mean, I think that's something they actually teach there, don't they? I'm pretty sure you had to go through basic training. You had to know how to tie some sort of knots. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, men- also I'm just mentioning that because you you said he was in the Navy and... The entire family was an avid like sailors and stuff like that, so... There's something that comes up later that yeah. they say they don't even know how to tie knots. So. Yeah, bullshit. All right. Um, in 1989, Ramsey founded the Advanced Product Group. Um, this is... The, one of the three companies that is going to be merged into Access Graphics. Access Graphics is the company John Bonet, or John, not John Bonet, John Ramsey becomes president of and CEO after his company gets merged with. Um, he, the company is a computer service company and it is owned by what's it called? Lockheed Martin. Nice. Lockheed Martin is a very advanced uh, weapons. Just a, just 
defense company for America, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1996, the company finally grossed $1 billion, and they had a huge party for it. Yeah, that was the year that John Bonet died, 96. Yep. I'm pretty sure it was in September of 96 as well, and then three months later, she dies? Yeah. Yeah. I know that uh, that was a little odd, that his company reached the billion... Well, they got like a little trophy or some he plaque was, or some shit. He was rewarded or awarded like fucking business guy of the year or some bullshit. Yeah, he got a pretty good bonus that year. $118,000. Very important number. You guys should pay attention to that number. Yeah, $118,000. It was his bonus. Was his bonus. Well, you got some change in there, but yeah. yeah a little bit. Yeah. But so that's their family. I didn't go into the backgrounds of the kids because they were kids. The Like Burke? Burke. I didn't go through Burke or the other brother and sisters. Yeah. Um, well, John Andrews was a little bit older. He was like in his 20s, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think all of them were in their 20s. Yeah. The older siblings, not Burke. Who? Uh, the other siblings. John Andrews and Melinda Ramsey. Yeah, they were in their 20s because uh, the, other, the other sister, the mm-hmm. other daughter died when she was 21. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were all in their 20s. Yeah, that's a little... Um, a little weird. I don't know. When I listen to a couple of things I listen to, I just don't necessarily know that John was not there that night. You don't think so? Well, I don't know if we want to get into that just yet, but. No, yeah, we're good. We're not yet. Not yet. Okay. So you we'll, got the beauty pageants, right? I do have some stuff on the beauty pageants. Is that next? Yeah, it's next. Okay. So just talking in general about beauty pageants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just took some like little notes and stuff. Uh, that kind of like surprised me as far as like not, I don't want to say surprise it just kind of like threw me off a little bit that uh, this kind of shit takes place. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff you know, some of the stuff you you might be surprised yourself. Um, so kids, six year old kids, the the one in particular that I saw, mm-hmm. they get Botox in their face. What? Because they don't like the wrinkles. Oh, that's so stupid. Oh, <laughs> but. Uh, that was one thing that I was like, Are you shitting me? And not only did is that not even in question, like they actually do do it. Mm-hmm. It showed it on TV that this little girl was getting <sighs> Botox and implants or shots in her face. Real fast. If you're a parent with little kids, you're probably going to hate this. Like, You should. Doing all this really pissed me off. I hope you hate it. Yeah. But, it, God, yeah. It's going to, like, I, I was bothered looking up all this shit too. But supposedly this girl who was getting the Botox implants wanted it. She was the one who was like, no, I'll never stop. I, I just love this. A six-year-old said that. A six-year-old. Hmm. But you got to imagine it comes really from somewhere, though. Yeah. First of all, what kind of six-year-old has wrinkles? They just don't. They don't. So what exactly? Like smiling wrinkles, maybe. Maybe. Like, like your forehead? Yeah, because they do force them to smile in those yeah. pageants. Uh, um. So they wear... So uh, sickening. The next, the next point of the pageants is... They wear adult clothes and makeup. It's like this actually kind of relevant, like the the new Netflix movie that came out. Oh my god, dude! I literally seen that while looking this up. Right, it's called Cuties. Cuties, it's fucking disgusting. I, I can't believe they're allowing that to stay yeah, on the they, fucking Netflix. They Netflix like issued an apology for having this the outfits on there, but like get that fucking shit off, dude. Yeah, you. It's l- on like with the top. all this shit you ban. Come yeah, on, take it, the fucking shit off. It's on the top thing, like the featured featured episode right now or featured show it's pissing me off like I, every it's time irritating. i open netflix you got to see that shit yeah I, I haven't seen it yet actually on netflix you haven't no uh, but, it's on, um yeah. it hasn't popped up for me but it 
it is frustrating to see that kind of shit because I'm looking at this, I'm like seeing how the beauty pageant shit work. Mm-hmm. And then you see that pop up, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's disgusting. But yeah, okay, so they wear adult clothes and makeup. <laughs> so, like, the makeup. I mean, you guys have seen little kids' beauty pageants. It's not, it's not something you guys haven't seen. Um, the makeup they have and shit is uh-huh. actually really bad for them. Like, it supposedly, like, fucks up their skin and shit. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, you're prancing around uh, little kids and fucking two-piece bathing suit swimsuits for the whole world to see and and they go in like dresses and that are like meant for grown-ups and shit that it's kind of disgusting honestly i don't know what it's kind of people kind of, it's really disgusting i just don't know what kind of people enjoy like, sexualizing like, kids like even like okay so the adult one mm-hmm. okay i get it those are adults that are making their own decisions right mm-hmm. um these little kids are a lot of times forced into it man which is I would say majority of the time they're forced I I can't imagine a six year old I can't imagine my daughter coming up to me and going, Hey daddy, I wanna I wanna be in a beauty pageant and I wanna fucking put Botox in my face. I've never I don't what, think Botox is, is in their vocabulary. Where yeah, where does a kid even like find Botox and shit? When they're at the beauty pageants and like the the judge is like, Honey, you need to put some shit in that face. <laughs> I would not doubt if that happens, dude. Oh, uh, okay, God. so one more thing. Um, they wear padded bras and yeah. uh, panties to make their butts look bigger. They're six-year-olds. Uh, They're six-year-olds, dude. And that's a, like a regular thing that they do. I'm glad you, I'm, I made you do this part. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's... Disgusting. It's awful. It's something that when you really start to think about it, like, okay, what kind of fucking perverts are you actually watching this shit, man? Well, we can get into one of those perverts later. We will. Yeah. We will. Um, kids are given caffeine, including energy drinks, so that they can stay upbeat. Like, they're literally forced to drink energy drinks and coffee and shit just to stay upbeat. But they prefer the energy drinks because the coffee stains their teeth. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can understand, like, giving them a Coke, whatever. Go for a Coke. But it probably puts too many carbs on them. That's why. No, I mean, think about... Did uh, they have any bangs back then? <laughs> I think they, well, no, because this still goes on today. Well, I mean, probably not in the pandemic, but uh, yeah. I just saw our, our local strip clubs opening back up in two days. Oh, good for them! <laughs> Got to keep those strippers employed. So I'm guessing that they're they're probably getting ready to do some child beauty pageants for our local pedophiles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, speaking of that, um, it's a billion dollar industry. Billion with a B. Billion. It's a billion because of the Epstein's. That's exactly why. Yeah, because people are actually paying to see it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, yeah, but if, you don't you don't make money off of it if no one's paying attention. Yeah, we're, I mean we're like twenty minutes into this, and we're only on the beauty pageant part. But like, think about it. What other fucking reason are you putting your kids up for display for grown ass adults to look at them? It's that's well. First of all, as as a parent. With everything that's happened in this world, you know damn well what's going on when you print your child up there. Yeah. There are grown, perverted men, women that are actually getting their rocks off by watching this. It's fucking awful. And not only that, you put them on the radar, mm-hmm. which is maybe something that happened to John Bonet. You yeah. put you put your child on these perverts' radar. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah like i said this was a fun one to do yeah this um, is, like the beginning this is gonna be a hard like beginning to get to like what happened because it's so disgusting i think it's gonna be frustrating throughout the entire thing dude because we're when we get into like what happened and shit like theories evidence and all the bullshit yeah. it's gonna be yeah so even just talking about pageants in general is is like it's frustrating man. yeah so they're forced to tan like for three or four days a week okay um, it may not sound bad, but it's actually extremely bad for a little kid's skin yeah. to be tanning. So mm-hmm. it actually gives them problems when they get older. Um, the parents make a lot of money off of it, obviously. Yeah, the um, parents make the most money. The kids don't make shit. No, they don't get their kids money. Um, <laughs> I've seen the, like there's like $1,000 prizes and shit like that. It's so I mean, awful. You do one every week and you're making $1,000 a week mm-hmm. off of your kid or whatever. I mean... It's kind of crazy. I mean, I don't necessarily know uh, how much. I'm sure you get like sponsorships and all that kind of shit. You probably too. could, yeah. Well, I mean, you wear someone's dress and like, oh, cool, you won in my dress. Like, here's some money. Wear my dress again. You Represent Petto Island. Exactly. So, um, now I'm not trying to like talk shit to the parents to actually do this. It's just I am. Fuck you. <laughs> That's disgusting, dude. I don't care. It is pretty disgusting. It's disgusting. These kids need to be just kids, man. I mean, unless don't like, sit here and tell me these kids love being looked at by fucking grown men because I don't believe it. Unless you're like literally telling us that your daughter or your son came up and said, "I really want to be in a, a beauty pageant," and they really want to do that, then let them live their dream. But don't fucking force your kids to do I, that shit. My kid, my daughter, came up to me right now and said, "I want to be in a beauty pageant." I would say, "Go fuck into your room right now. <laughs> you ain't doing no stupid shit like that." No, I, I mean. I wouldn't let my daughter. I'm just saying, like, don't fucking force your kids to do shit. Like, especially if they don't want to do it. You're not making them happy. No, you're trying to what you're trying to live vicariously through your kids. Yeah, because you couldn't do something. They put the kids through extreme diets, um, like as like crazy diets, like that. People shouldn't be doing. Grown people shouldn't be doing. Uh, Five hundred calorie a day diets. God, that's awful. For, for a kid, they for need. Kid, they need they're growing. They need. They need the calories. They need the nutrients and all that shit. <sighs> Five hundred calories is literally nothing. Trust us, we know. Yeah, that's. Uh, that really isn't good. No, for that's a kid not, especially. No. Yeah. I mean, it's not good for an adult, let alone a kid. Yeah. Um. One fourth of the kids experience psychological issues as adults. So that's yeah. 25% of the kids who go through that will experience tr- like psychological issues when they're growing up. Like I don't, it, it said that they'll like have issues with their looks and all that shit. Yeah. They're probably like anorexic. They probably bulimic. Yeah. And yeah that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh. Um, there's a lot of bullying that goes on within that. I guess you can call it an industry. Well, yeah, no shit. You're telling a six-year-old get fucking Botox. You're bullying the fuck out of them. Yeah. Apparently there was this one thing that actually the, video i watched talked about where this six-year-old girl was uh making fun of this three-year-old girl and bullying her and shit and i'm like okay well i guess that and then the six-year-old when she grew up apparently admitted that it was her mom who made her do it so (gasps) fucking disgusting exactly um sorry i'm trying to read through my notes guys this is one of those things where we don't take notes anymore really (laughs) Um, so reading through the notes is going to be a little more difficult because we're just not used to it at this point. Okay, so real quick, I just wanted to kind of touch on the ones that John Bonet actually was not the all the ones that she was in, but the ones that she actually won. Um, or the, I think these are just kind of the major ones that she won. Uh, she won Little Miss Colorado, Little Miss Charlevoix, 
Colorado State, All-Star Kids, CoverGirl, America's Royale, Miss, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. That's a lot of wins for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your parents are rich. It's true. That is so true. that helps out a little bit, I'm sure. All right, so you want to get into main events that happened prior to Christmas or December 20th, 1996? Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's get into some of the events that happened prior to the actual night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But So we went on a little rant about the beauty pan. Sorry. We, we're, kind of, we're disgusted by that shit. But it's kind of to show what she was put through. Well, I, I don't think she was a, like... She didn't get to live the life that a kid should live. And her life was cut extremely short. Like Extremely so, short. First yeah. of all, being put through those things are probably not fun. I mean, Mm-mm. I can't imagine a kid having fun being under that kind of stress. No. All right. So let's just get out of that and let's go right into this now. All right. So one of the first uh, major things that happened in this house was in uh, December 3rd, 1994. It was the Historic Homes for the Holidays tour. The Ramsey House is among seven included in this holiday tour, uh, culminating, 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 God, mother, I can't fucking speak <laughs> today. Uh, 1,500 to 2,000 guests were walking through their house. That doesn't seem like anything, but it, just okay, imagine that. Well, just think about fucking 2,000 people walking through your house. Yeah, 2,000 people going through your house, and then two years later, something happens to your dog. Now, like, maybe no one in that group killed. But maybe someone did. But maybe, yeah, that's 2,000 people that know your layout of your house Because that's important. That is very important. You would have to know the layout to have pulled this off if you didn't know it. I don't see how you do. Because yeah, the house is huge. It's three stories. It is three stories with a big basement, with the, the first basement. floor, and a second floor. Yeah, so it's it's a huge house. You would have to know the layout to have pulled that off. It is a ginormous house. So that was like the major event that happened prior to 1996. Um, and then we're going to come on to like uh late november early december mm-hmm. so november 30th was uh of 1996 was patsy's 40th birthday celebration mm-hmm. and it was huge like a big big event a lot of people a lot of people yeah. i don't have the exact numbers in front of me um but there was a good amount of people that went to that birthday party all in their house uh the um, 12-6, so December 6th, the lights of December parade, John Bonnet, uh, John Bonnet appeared on her own Little Miss Colorado float during the lights of December parade on at the Boulder Mall. Burke was also in this parade. Now, this is just a little thing that she's on display for all these people. Everyone knows, like, she, right, at this point, she's already, like, a, a Boulder. Did we ever even say that they're from Boulder, Colorado? I don't know if we did. I don't think we did. They're from Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> That's pretty shitty of us for not even mentioning the. So this took place in Boulder, Colorado. But at this point, everyone already knows who the Ramses are. They're like the rich people of the neighborhood. They are extremely wealthy. Yeah. Their daughter has actually got a little bit of, like I guess, local fame. Yeah, because all these beauty pageants she's in. Um, so that was in the parade. So all these people watching her on the float, being in her fucking disgusting outfits and everything. Um December 13th, the church party in the Ramsey's house. A party at the Ramsey's house on December 13th was attended by 150 friends from church. So now we're at 30 or 2,150 people that have been through the house. Yeah. I so, mean, there, there may be some layover. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's another, well, that's a week prior, week and a half prior. 
That is a week and a half prior and so to the murder. You, so you're looking at 150 people in the in that house a yeah. week and a half prior. A week and a half prior, yep. On December 17th, uh, the pageant that she won, Colorado's Little Miss Christmas, uh, she was, JBR wins a Santa bear in the Denver area pageant. So that's pretty important because that bear comes into play later. She won a little bear. Mm-hmm. That was her prize for winning. Uh, sometime in December, John Bonet misses father. John Bonet tells Gardner Brian Scott about John Ramsey. Quote, I really miss him. I wish he was around more. Hmm. So this is a little um, kind of important because the Gardner comes into play later on. Yeah. So if we ever do like a quote, it's because it's important to the timeline at this time. Like I have the entire timeline coming up to her death. Okay. So I'm just going in order of operation at this point. Uh, on December 20th, Access Graphics lunch, Luncheon. 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 That doesn't say luncheon. It does. Whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm not fucking doing good today. Uh, Access Graphics has his luncheon party to celebrate the 1 billion mark for uh, more than 300 employees at the hotel. On December 20th, uh, John Benet Ramsey appears in The Rock Around the Clock performance at High Peaks Elementary School. You know, he said clock. Clock, yeah. Rock around the clock. Oh, that's, that sound like it said something else. It sounded <laughs> bad, but I know exactly what you said, and I think you said it clear enough. I just want to clarify. Yeah, so rock around the clock. Boom. December 20th. December 21st, Daily Camera business writer Tom Locke publishes an article on Access Graphics reaching the one billion in sales. Now, this is kind of important because this could lead to the ransom note. Mm-hmm. Like, it's public information now that i mean it's always public information when yeah you well, it's make money that it, this kind of solidifies the fact that john's worth a lot of money yeah he just said the company that he is the ceo of and president is just reached a billion dollars in gross sales yeah so that's important because now everyone knows in the area that yo this motherfucker got big bucks yep everybody knows everybody knows on December 22nd, JonBenet Ramsey appeared in a beauty pageant at the Southwest Plaza Mall. Uh, late December, Ramsey's Christmas letter was sent out. On the 23rd, you want to get in this one, the, the party? I just think this is um, this is the one that is the most interesting to me because it obviously was two days prior. Um, they had a fairly large Christmas party at their house. Um they had a Santa Claus there. I guess the Santa Claus plays Santa Claus on a yearly basis. Bill McReynolds. Which he's... Big part. Big, big character. I mean, I guess we can say he's technically a suspect, right? Yeah. Um, he's one that of like, we the will main get into, suspects. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the biggest thing for me as far as that Christmas party goes is the fact that that guy was there. Yeah. And we do have a guest list that we can go over if you want to go over or we can just skip that. No, nah, there's too many. That yeah. takes too long. The, so just a brief thing. There's 30 people there. Uh, the former journalism uh, professor, Bill McReynolds, the guy who plays Santa Claus. And, um, yeah, so there is um, no guest list, apparently. It's not available anymore. Mm-hmm. It was available, but now it's not. <laughs> yeah, that would take too long anyways. Yeah. Uh, December 23rd. Now, this was at the Ramsey's house, right? This was during the party, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, December 23rd uh, at 6.47 p.m., someone attending the party placed a 911 call um which was answered by police dispatcher Therese Hillary or Hill yeah I think it's Hillary 
Um, the caller hung up without saying anything. The police call back to only get the ha- Ramsey's answering machine uh, at 6.54. And uh, at uh, 7.09, there was uh, to be no emergency. So they got there fast. I think when I seen that, the, the call, I think that the call was made to see how long it would take the police to get That's what I believe to too. the house. So at 6.47 p.m., get a phone call to 911, prank call, or just a call, hang up. Nothing. So they call back, got the voicemail. They arrive within what? So that's uh, seven minutes. They got there in seven minutes. But I think that was a test, though. That was definitely a test. Or I mean, it could have technically been a kid just messing around. I've actually done that before, just messing around, not knowing how serious it is. Yeah. Um, but because of what happened just two hours or two days later, I mean, um, I, I believe that was actually a, uh, a test to see how much time they would have if the cops got called. I, I, a hundred percent agree. That was, in my opinion, that was definitely a test because it took, I mean, it, it took seven minutes to get there. So now, you know, you have a seven minutes response time. We probably like, okay, so, you know, it took them seven minutes, right? So you say, okay, well that means I probably have five minutes to get the hell out of there and get gone. Yeah. I mean, cause they could be further away because this is Colorado. It could be anywhere, you yeah. know. So it could, I would say it, it could be way later response, but this is a nice neighborhood that they're in. Well, you're not going to just go say, I for sure have seven minutes, but you are going to say, that's probably about what I have yeah. to get out of there. Yeah, especially, I mean, if I was a police officer and some got a, you know, a prank call from a rich neighborhood, I would definitely take that serious. For sure. Because it's, this sounds really shitty, <laughs> but they're the ones who do donations and everything like that, and they're, that's why they're always protected. As shitty as that sounds, I know that sounds terrible. Well, yeah. And well, well, I feel like that. Uh, I feel like they're told to do. I feel it. like this whole entire case, because of their wealth, they were treated differently than a normal person. They were pampered like a motherfucker. Yeah, they were pretty much allowed to do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, especially we'll get when we get to the crime scene. That's when you'll be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was the 23rd. That was a, a major event, the Ramsey Christmas party, and that 911 call, in my opinion. Now, I think, God, okay, so that Christmas party, I think there's a possibility of something happening there that could actually be a big, big deal. So I guess when we get into our theories and all that kind of stuff, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so December 24th, um, John Bonet played at her friend's Megan's house. I, last name's a weird one. I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. Kostanix. You just tried, dude. Yeah, I, whatever I tried. Megan Kostanix's house and told Megan's mother about a secret visit from Santa. So that's another big one, especially if you just look at that party where there was a Santa Claus at the party and that Santa Claus is uh, a really good friend of John Bonet's. Yeah, so I think that what I've read is that John Bonet told the, the mother that she was going to get a secret visit from Santa Claus. And didn't she say a date? I could have sworn she said a date, like after Christmas or some shit. Yeah, it was going to be a secret visit from Santa Claus after the normal time. Okay. Yeah, so it was going to be a special, special, special one for her. Special visit, which is odd. We already brought up the Santa Claus. Yeah, and it's the, can we get into a relationship between them a little bit, or you want to wait for a little bit? Uh, let's wait, because okay. he is a suspect, so we will get yeah. into like a little bit. Well, there's actually quite a bit to talk about with him. Okay, you just you guys you gotta remember Bill McReynolds is a is a primary suspect. We'll try to remember to re- bring you guys back to this point and yeah. let you guys know that he is definitely 
Santa Claus that was there at that party. <laughs> All right. So after she goes to her friend's house, uh, they, they attend the twilight service at St. John Church in Boulder. On December 24th, John retrieved the John Benet Ramsey's bike. At 9 p.m., John Ramsey retrieves a brand new Silver Girls bike stored in neighbors Joe Barnhill's garage and places it underneath a Christmas tree. Hmm. That's another important one because now I just mentioned uh, Bill Barnhill, which is their neighbor, another suspect because of obviously the next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, in my opinion, I wouldn't put him as a primary suspect, so I don't really need to remember his name, but. Everyone, everyone you see. I feel like the next thing you're about to read is super important. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say every, pretty much any name we say is gonna be somewhat of a suspect. Well, yeah, you gotta. I think everyone's a, everyone is a suspect, like yeah. especially in the beginning of the investigation. Or it should be, anyways. Yeah. So December twenty fourth, uh, Ramsey gets stashed gifts from basement area. So. So I, I don't care. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Uh, John will eventually say they never go into the basement. Yeah. Like, and so <laughs> he didn't know a window was broken down there. But okay, there was, okay. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that's important because he said he didn't know, like he knew the window was broken, obviously, because he, he broke it. But, um. So context, there's a broken window to the basement and he said, I didn't even know. Didn't. Yeah, didn't, didn't even know there. that it was uh, open or some shit like that. And yeah. that uh, they never go down in the basement. That's literally what he says in an interview. Yeah, but in this timeline, because this is the timeline that's provided, mm-hmm. they said they go down to get their... Stashed gifts in the basement. So yeah. you know how you hide your gifts from your kids. Well, they hid them in the basement. Which means, I, I, my experience, you don't just go buy every single gift all at once. If you do, that's fucking cool. Good on you. But I have never mm-hmm. once bought all my gifts at once. Maybe when you're rich. Just say, Maybe, yeah. Give, so me give, me all, yeah give me everything in Walmart. Why not? Well, they probably don't go to Walmart. They probably like buy it from some rich, fancy store. Target. <laughs> Target. Okay. Um, so that's all the timeline up to Christmas. Okay. Now the Christmas, now we're going to get into hourly timeline because everything that leads up to midnight pretty much of this day and everything that leads up to like 8 p.m. the next day mm-hmm. is extremely important. And this is December 25th, now, just to be yeah. clear, because I, I I don't think it's actually clear when she died, but well, this is saying, technically the day. I said Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. But um, I, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, I, this is the day pretty this much. This is the day that shit goes down. This was the last day she was alive for sure. No doubt, right? hundred percent. Last day so. that she was alive. Uh, last day that her family, quote unquote, seen her alive. Yeah. Okay, so about 6 a.m., the Ramses wake up. Patsy say it was 6 just probably. Uh, at noon, John checks plane because they were going to be going to Atlanta for like the holidays, right? Or after the holidays. Uh, it was like a vacation night. They have another home in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So they were. I think that's what they were getting ready to do. Because I feel like the other daughter and son were already at that place waiting for him. So this is also one thing. They should have been gone in atlanta when did this happen like but because of that john's lunch lunch thing i think that's the only reason they were there yeah the reason why they stayed was because they had that lunch planned out for his one billion dollar company yeah but they're they're like i guess like on a real strict strict schedule where they go to atlanta like at this time of the week every week mm. no matter what okay and so if someone was like actually planning this out mm-hmm. 
they would have expected him to be in Atlanta. Like, if you watched The Family yeah. for months, you would, true, yeah. you would not think they're going to be home at this time. Like, not at this home. They have multiple homes. Yeah. So That's a good point. Yeah. Um, That was something that, that I thought about when I was re- researching, researching it up. That is... I didn't even notice that. I didn't even know that. So that's good. Well, you think about it. Okay. So you think you're casing it, right? Because mm-hmm. you're getting ready to commit this course, crime yeah, yeah. and steal the daughter, right? Yeah. Because you want the money. Yeah. So um, you would probably be waiting in Atlanta, not in uh, Boulder. It's true. That is very true, actually. That's just weird. I mean, if if you were stalking them and you were actually a good um, stalker, cr- criminal, <laughs> criminal, and you're getting ready to abduct a kid for money, right? Yeah. It, it's also weird. It is. Okay, so back to that same one. So he checks his plane. Uh, quote, so he left about noon, afternoon sometime. Gone till 2, 3 in the afternoon. And that was what Patsy, or that's what uh, Tom Trujillo said. Yeah. And then Patsy Ramsey says, um, yeah, that was her quote. Yeah. Uh, at 2 to 3 p.m., John returns home from checking the plane. At 5 to 6, the White's Christmas party. Another main event. So at 5 or 6 p.m., uh, Ramsey's left for the Christmas party at Fleet and Patricia's Priscilla's White's house. Nothing out of the ordinary occurred at the party, and the Ramsey's family appeared happy. Uh, Tom said, you left left for the White's house about 5 or 6. Um, there's no response. <laughs> at... Uh, or, no time. known time. Yeah, no known time. Ramsey's left the party. On the drive home from the party, John Bonet and her brother Burke fell asleep in the car. Uh, the Ramseys dropped off the gifts, the gifts at the Stewart and Roxy Walker's house, and Glenn and Susan Stein's house on the way home. So on their way from the White's house, they're stopping all their friends' houses, giving their Christmas presents. You know, because rich people can just hand out their neighbors' presents. Because mm-hmm. I can barely give my kids presents. <laughs> um. The Rams, so at no known time, the uh, Ramseys arrive home. I think it was estimated around 9 o'clock is when they arrived home. That's what John claims. It, yeah. was, it was around that time. What John does say is um, they put her to bed at 10 p.m. So You know what's weird? He's, this, he's the odd phrasing. He did? He did. When he said uh, in an interview that I saw, he said that he uh, carried her lifeless body up to the bed. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. That is bizarre as fuck. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird, too. Yeah, well, So we're about to get to that part. At no known time, John puts JBR to bed, which is not true. Because at right here, it says uh, 10 p.m., John Benet Ramsey last seen alive. The Ramsey reported to the officers that was last seen by Patsy Ramsey in the residence at approximately 10 p.m., according to the detective, uh, Linda Arndt. John Ramsey said uh, had last been seen by her father, John Ramsey at approximately 2,200 hours, which is 10 p.m., which is contradicting statements. So in another interview, um, John says he he's the one who carried her upstairs to her bed, laid her down. She was already passed out. Um, and then she, he assumes at some later time, um, Patsy went in there and changed her into her pajamas. pajamas. But then Ramsey... Or, Patsy said the last known person to see her alive was John. Then how'd she get in her pajamas? Yeah. this And that's just a weird thing because the, in that statement I just said was a contradicting statement because one said uh, John was the last one and the other one said Patsy was the last one. 
but Joan says Patsy put her in her pajamas. Patsy says John was the last one to see her, so it's literally like, come on now. <laughs> I, I know, it's fucking Because she was found in her pajamas. Yeah. So she was put in her pajamas at some point because she didn't go to this fancy-ass party in pajamas. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking weird. <laughs> All right, so at 10 to 10.30 p.m., Patsy goes to bed. Uh, quote, I was probably probably in bed by then 10 or 10 30 i can't remember exactly the um, the person who's interviewing her says the defendants put the children to bed when they returned home and then went to bed soon after this, the wording of the shit's so fucking weird it's just the way yeah it's just the way it's laid out yeah uh this one is 10 03 to 10 33 p.m john goes to bed steve thomas says john came to bed uh shortly thereafter do you recall if it was 15 minutes or a half hour, Patsy Ramsey, Patsy Ramsey said. It was probably just a few minutes, actually. Defendants claimed that they were not awakened during the night. So that was the entire timeline Leading that is up. known. Last time she was saw, seen, saw, uh, alive. Alive, yeah. It was at 10. Supposedly. Because like we just oh. kind of discovered as we're reading this, like uh, the stories don't add up. I forgot something I was going to bring today. What's that? To prove something. Oh, yeah. I remember we're talking about that. A, we, we weren't kidding. Yesterday was a pretty bad day for both of us. We had some family shit going on, so we're all junked up. We forgot a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, we were, we were kind of... I was going to bring a taser to show that taser really fucking loud, and they don't leave that kind of marking that's on her body. I was going to tase Josh, and Josh was going to tase me. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys could hear We've what... We've done that before, so... Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of a dumb as it sounds. I tase myself all the time to stay awake. Whatever helps, man. Yeah, you get, Whatever we, helps, we stay up yeah. all night. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta go to that extreme. <laughs> yeah. So now it is December twenty sixth. This is when shit starts going. Shit gets crazy. Real crazy. Real, real, real crazy. All right. So this is before six AM. Midnight, neighbor sees Ramsey's lights or sees lights at the Ramsey's. Around midnight, Scott. Scott Gibbons looked out his kitchen window at the Ramsey's residence and observed the upper kitchen lights were on and dimmed low. That's why, oh, okay, so you see all, you always, everybody, you guys got this person in your neighborhood, I'm sure, that creepy little guy always staring at everything, checking everything out. Yeah. Normally an old guy. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's the neighborhood uh, creeper yeah. who just always is watching everybody. Or, you know, normally you just get a fucking midnight snack, right? And then you can, you go, your kitchen is viewing their house. And you're like, oh, that's weird. The lights just went on. Well, yeah, like normally I'd never see them awake at this time. They're yeah. normally on their schedule. They're always going to bed. They're, you know, from 10 to this time, mm-hmm. all lights on that house are off. There's no light ever on. So this is really weird that I see the kitchen, real, the upper kitchen, fucking rich people. <laughs> <laughs> the upper serious kitchen. <laughs> the, the lights were dimmed. Like that would be, for me, that would be strange if I saw my neighbor's lights and I've never, ever seen their lights on that late before. Yeah, it would raise some flags. Also, you got to think, too, this neighbor probably knows that they're not normally home during these days because they're in their home in Atlanta. That's another thing I brought up earlier. Like That is true. So the neighbor probably knows that. Yeah. So it probably did catch his attention. It's so weird that that happened. Yeah. It kind of actually put some more thought into um, the theories. Anyways, between midnight and 1 a.m., Stuart Long and uh, Melinda Ram- Ramsey uh, return home of their um, fucking house. 
<laughs> God, dude, I hate it. Marietta, Georgia. Yeah, Marietta, Georgia. There's another name. That's in there. a different. That's the, a different house. So okay. Yeah. Uh, at 12:30 a.m., the movie that Chris Stanley and Brad Millard and John Andrew Ramsey were watching ended. Now this is important because it goes in the timeline of the other brother and other sister were not in Colorado. Supposedly. Supposedly. And this is their, I know, their receipts to show it. I think it's just weird how they were, it just seems like too elaborate of a... Um, Could be. Too elaborate of a fucking alibi. Could be, yeah. Almost like you knew you needed one. Yeah, maybe. All right, so at 1 a.m., Brad Millard, Chris Stanley, and John Andrew returned to the Millard home in Georgia so that John Andrew Ramsey could pick up his mother's vehicle. At some unknown time, Cliff uh, Gaston said he fell asleep on the couch at the White residence. Um, Steve Thomas notes, although this time is uncertain, the event was listed in the location on the Thomas list. So early AMs. At 1 AM, neighbor Adam Adam Vermeer and Luke Vermeer went to bed after watching movies late into the evening. They did not notice or hear anything unusual. You gonna say mm-hmm. something? No, no, go ahead. Okay. At 2 a.m., neighbor heard scream. <laughs> this is the fucking weirdest one. Neighbor heard scream, but then didn't report nothing. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, it's a little weird, especially in a neighborhood like that. Yeah. So, neighbor Melody Staten heard screams, um, placed time and scream between midnight and 2 a.m. So, like, like we just said, that's really weird. If you heard a scream, especially in my neighborhood at 2 a.m., I'm going outside to fucking figure it out. Like, what the fuck's going on? Granted, yeah. at the very least, I'm gonna be one of those nosy neighbors. Like, <laughs> what, what, what's going on? Granted, it is Boulder, Colorado, so <laughs> it is cold and snowy because mm-hmm. it did snow that night. Um, so maybe not go out, but definitely try to call non-emergency or something. Like, hey, I just heard some scream in my neighborhood. Very unusual for at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. All right, so at 2 a.m., uh, Allison Schooner Shuni and Priscilla White finished talking at the kitchen table at the White residence and the Allisons woke Cliff Gaston up and took him to Daffin's room where they spent the rest of the night. So that's their alibi of where they were at. At 5.15, Stuart Long observed John Andrew Ramsey and Lucinda Johnson's home in Moretta, Georgia. Uh, 5.15, Stuart Long saw John Andrew Ramsey up and crossing in the hallway at the Johnson's residence residence in Moretta, georgia okay here's now i think this is like an official timeline from the police right yeah this is like literally everything okay so this is an official timeline from the police a neighbor reported seeing john andrew ramsey in the driveway walking into the house around midnight um that was reported and i read that somewhere um, i wish i would have actually like wrote down the source but yeah uh, these are all official this is the by st- Steve Thomas. These are like official statements of what these people gave them, right? Mm-hmm. So this, the, this is the entire timeline that Steve Thomas put together. And this is why I think it's weird that they have such an alibi. You saw um, John Andrew Ramsey walking in the hallway. Yeah, come on, that's just weird. Why would you? Why would you note that? Like, that's just weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's weird. <laughs> and also, it, he could have been seen in Georgia at five fifteen. If yeah. he killed John Benet at uh, fucking 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m., because yeah. the dad has a fucking private plane. He could have just flew him, up, flew him to Georgia. 
I don't see that though. Well, yeah, but it's real simple to do. What? So, John, we'll get into the fucking theories later. Get. No, I'm just saying because this timeline, like, it leaves out the fact that a neighbor, there was a neighbor who literally went to the police and said, I seen John Andrew Ramsey walking into the house at midnight. But this is Steve Thomas's notes. This is the detective. So no one reported it to the person running the case. No, because he later withdrew it. So then he was full of shit then. Mm, Or he was told you need to withdraw that statement. That could be in one of the theories. Could be. All right, so at 5.30 a.m., John Ramsey awoke. Uh, the family planned to, quote, the, plan, the family planned to rise early the following morning because they were to fly to Michigan for a family vacation. Um, defendants assert that they woke up at 5.30 and proceeded to get ready for the trip. While Mr. Ramsey took a shower, Miss Ramsey put, on, uh, put back on the same outfit she had on the night prior and uh, reapplied her makeup. So this is actually really weird because someone stated that they've never, ever seen Patsy wear the same outfit more than once. Which if you if you got that kind of money, yeah, and you're kind of vain on like she clearly seems to be, mm-hmm. then I I could definitely see that. But then she put on the same outfit that she wore the night prior. Didn't so that's odd. Mr. Ramsey took a shower. Uh, Miss Ramsey put back on the same outfit. Didn't shower or anything like that, supposedly. Yeah. Just reapplied her makeup and said, "Hey, let's start the day." Yep. And then uh, after that, John Ramsey reportedly wo- awoke before Patsy. About 5.30 and dressed after showering. I don't... See, they word these things so weird. That should have been way before the rest of that. Yeah. Like, we're, we're reading the official timeline from Steve Thomas. His, from his notes. Uh, at 5.33, Patsy uh, Ramsey awoke. Uh, Patsy Ramsey awoke a few minutes later, dressed, put on her makeup, like I just said, uh, and went downstairs to the kitchen. So this is where shit starts happening. Um... At 5.45, Ransom Note was discovered. Miss Ramsey then went down uh, back, went down the back stairs towards the second floor, then the spiral stairs towards the ground floor, where, on step near bottom of the stairs, she discovered a handwritten note on three sheets of paper that indicated John Bonet had been kidnapped. Um, Patsy Ramsey told uh, Detective Arndt, that she found a note at the bottom of the staircase at approximately 5.45 a.m. Also, also, real quick, um, it is kind of weird that she found it on the staircase, the spiral staircase, because there are three sets of stairs in this house. Yeah, you want to break down the uh, house real fast? Let's finish this, because I think you're just about done with it, um, as far as, like, before. Yeah, I'm going to, right after we get down to, uh, after they call 911, we're going to stop talking about the timeline for a second. Okay. And then we're going to talk about what just fucking happened. Okay. We, I've been going on the timeline for like 20 minutes now. Yeah. Well, either way, real quick, it's weird that she walked, she happened to walk down the stairs with a ransom note. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, this is a huge house and there's three sets of stairs. Yeah. There's a spiral and two normal stairs, right? Yep. Okay. So, um, handwritten notes. So at 545, uh, John Ramsey was found missing as she, uh, descended the stairwell she discovered a ransom note that read only if those few lines stating that John Bonet was kidnapped, but safe and unharmed, and demanding a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars for her return. Hmm. What was that number we said earlier that his bonus was? Weird. What a hundred and eighteen thousand? Was that the actual? Oh, that's, oh, whoa, that's hmm. weird. Miss Ramsey immediately screamed and uh, proceeded to check John Bonet's room, which was empty. 
Patsy Ramsey discovered JonBenet Ramsey missing at approximately 5.45 a.m. Uh, before 5.52 a.m., parents checked on Burke. After hearing Miss Ramsey scream, Mr. Ramsey ran downstairs and met Miss Ramsey in the stairwell. Really quick. So you notice that your youngest child is found missing at 5.45, but you don't go check on your other kid till 5.52? said so before 5.52. Mm, it's a little <laughs> odd. Yeah. Um, so go downstairs to check on the stairwell together. They checked on their son, who appeared to be asleep in his room. Before 5.52 a.m., Mr. Ramsey went downstairs to read the ransom note while Miss Ramsey called the police, informing them that her child had been kidnapped. Now, we already played the, the 911 call. Mm-hmm. It's a minute and 30 seconds. Do you want to play it again? Um, no. No I, no. no. I think that is good. I mean, we can if you want to. I mean, what we can do, I can pull up the, the transcript and we can actually read the transcript be- instead of hearing a panicked voice the entire time. Yeah, that'll work. All right, so we got the transcript up. So, want to read it back and forth or you just want me to read everything? I can be the 911 guy. We've done this before, guys. Okay. You guys know. Want to be all pan- panicky? Um, sure, if you want to. I'm just kidding. I'm just going to read it normal. All right, so I'm P- B Patsy, and you're 911 operator. All right, um, so this one, this transcript that we found is fucking bullshit. It's not accurate as far because I've, I've watched videos on it, like, thoroughly breaking it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. So this one says, says police, but in the beginning it goes, we need an... An- police that's the very first line that she said she corrected herself yeah she's gonna say ambulance she was without a doubt gonna say ambulance and go, go back police. and listen to the beginning of this uh show or just google fucking the actual audio yeah you can listen to it i don't want to play it again because it's a minute and 30 seconds maybe we can get through it faster than minute 30 reading it yeah oh we will all right so police what's going on ma'am uh 755 15th street uh, what's going on there, ma'am? We have a kidnapping. Hurry, please. Now, I'm going to keep stopping, so we're not going to get through this. Um, we have a kidnapping? It's a weird way to put it. Yeah. Why don't you say someone's taken my daughter or my daughter's gone, my daughter's missing, my daughter's been kidnapped? Yeah. Why we have a kidnapping? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it kind of is weird. Okay. Sorry, moving on. Okay, so explain to me what's going on, okay? There, we, we have a, there's a note left on her daughter's gone. And our daughter's gone. A note was left and your daughter's gone? Yes. How old is your daughter? Uh, she's six years old. She's blonde. She's uh, she's six years old. She's blonde. Six years old. Also kind of weird. Said, how old's your daughter? Well, she's blonde. <laughs> what? How's your daughter? She's blonde. Okay. Maybe that's why she just went back and said six years old again? Well, I think it was because uh, she's already like detached. I mean, first of all... John Bonet's not actually blonde. She was her hair was dyed blonde. Well, I, at the time of uh, disappearance, you want to give the dis- the most recent description not, of her. That's not what the operator asked, though. Well, I know. I'm just saying. How old is your daughter? She's six. She she's six. She's blonde. She's she, six. She's six. She's blonde. She's six. Yeah, that's so, odd. I think she was trying to give a description and then fix herself. It's a horrible description. Well, I know. That's why she fucking. This might be playing. You know, defending her. Imagine your kid's gone and you're just fucking panicking. Mm-hmm. And how old's your daughter? And you're thinking of description. I would say how old? How old's my daughter? Six. Okay. Well, literally, you know, you would too. Yeah, but let's say we don't know how panic we're on at that moment. No matter how panic we are, you don't 
you don't say if I ask you how old your kid is, you're not going to tell me, oh, my kid's blonde. <laughs> my kids aren't blonde, so I wouldn't say that. Anyways, um, next one. Okay, how long ago was this? I don't know. I just got the note, and my daughter's gone. Does it say who took her? What? She says something else there. She does say something else. See, that's why this transcript is crappy. Because she does say something else there. We looked at like five different transcripts because we paused it. And every single one was a different part. Yeah. (laughs) They're all different. Yeah. Anyway, does it say who took her? No, I don't know. There's a ransom note here. No, I don't know. There's a ransom note here. Yeah. That doesn't make sense either. Yeah, does it say who took her? Yes or no? (laughs) Does it say who took her? Yes or no? Yeah. Come on now. You're trying to get as much information to these people as possible, quickly as possible, so they can help you. Right. Anyways, it's a ransom note. It says SBTC Victory. Please. Okay. What's your name? Are you Kath? Patsy Ramsey. I'm the mother. Oh my God, please. So that's another weird one. How does the 911 operator going to say Kath? Maybe it's a caller ID or something. I mean, was caller ID a thing in 1996? For 911, I'm sure it was. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's something little, we should have looked up. That's a little weird. Um, so she says, I'm the mother. I am the mother, yeah. I what, Wouldn't you say I'm her mother? Yeah, it's like she's an ob- She's talking to an, about an object. Yeah, which we would do if you already knew the individual was dead. Yeah, it's like talking <clears throat> about a dog. I'm the owner. Right. Yeah, that's what I would say about my dog. <laughs> or like this computer right oh yeah that's mine that's my yeah go on anyways okay i'm sending an officer over okay please do you know how long she's been gone no i don't please we just got up and she's oh my god please <laughs> she really she really does it okay call it's not funny uh, i'm sorry <laughs> it it's not funny but okay call please send somebody I am, honey. Please. Take a deep breath and... Hurry, hurry, hurry. Patsy? Patsy? Patsy, Patsy? Burke in the background. What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's speculation, obviously. Yeah, I just think that that's a little weird. Should we play it again? I mean, it's a minute 30. Fuck it. If you guys want to skip it, just fucking skip it. Yeah, we're going to play it again, guys. Patsy, 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 <coughs> you can clearly hear her talking to someone. 
Well, I think you can hear her, but people are saying that you can hear the people in the background, and that's never been proven, even by the people who broke it down. Like, it's never been proven. People have an assumption of what, like, people saying stuff in the background, but it's actually never been proven that there but is you, people talking in the background. You can definitely hear someone else talking. You, you can hear something in the background for sure. I don't want to, like, okay, talking. now it's my turn to play devil's advocate. Um, the, they've done tests and stuff like that, legitimate, like, tests to try to decipher what it was, and nothing's actually been legitimately proven. So, um, yes, you can hear something. I just don't necessarily know that it's people. I mean, at the end, you can have to hear Patsy. You go, oh, my God, oh, my God, what did I do? What did I do? Or what do I do? Sorry, what do I do? That's what she, it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would play it again. I don't want to play it again, though. No, we're not going to play it again. <laughs> um, if, you, if you guys honestly want to, just look up uh, John Bonet Ramsey's 911 call breakdown other voices. Okay, this is something I watched a ton of these breakdowns. Okay. My favorite one was done by ReTV. That's R-E-E-T-V. Is that an Australian guy? It's an Australian girl, I think, actually. But she breaks down She breaks down the ransom note, okay. and she breaks down the um, the 911 call. She does it really, really well. Yeah, the for the 911 call, I, I listened to an Australian guy and then another Australian guy for the ransom note mm-hmm. and uh, some psychologist person. Hmm dr grant or something like that i don't know it's in my notes <laughs> <laughs> real quick um i don't know if this is too mixed up but do you want me to run down the house actually the layout real quick yeah fuck it just do it real fast okay so the ramsey home is a three-story home with a basement obviously we said that already uh john benet ramsey's room was on the second floor now something that i noticed on the layout is that there's a huge balcony leading into her room hmm Okay. That's a little like, okay, well, that's easy access to her, right? Um, also, why? That's an easy way to get the fuck out, right? Why would you take her all the way down into the basement if you were going to take her? Yeah, that's true. Weird. Um, Berg's room was on the opposite side of the second floor. Okay. So he says he didn't hear anything. That's totally possible. This is a huge house. He was on the opposite side of the fucking house. How many square feet was it? don't know but it, it's i think fucking, from what i heard it was like thirteen thousand square feet sounds about right to me but it's a fucking mansion but that that thing okay burke saying he didn't hear anything he wasn't woken up or anything like that that makes sense yeah because he's on the opposite side of the fucking house same floor opposite side of the house um i feel like i should plug my taser noise into this you could yeah i'll plug it in uh it is pretty loud but if you're in a house that big you might not hear it um <laughs> John Benet's room had a balcony and said that uh, John Andrew John Andrew's bedroom was on the second floor as well and right. same with the other one and same with Melinda yeah um, so I mean they're all on the same floor um, on the third floor the entire third floor is uh, the parents room the entire third floor <laughs> the entire third floor is their room Jesus Christ but there's three staircases I said that already uh, one staircase only goes down to the second floor. The other two are uh, full staircases for the other two, the whole thing. Okay. But um, I just think it's weird that she just happens to walk down the spiral staircase. And she may do that every fucking day, right? Yeah. But how the person who took her knows she does that every day. That is true. I mean, there's three fucking stairs. How do you know which one to leave? <laughs> I mean, for me, if I had a spiral staircase in my house, I would always walk down that bitch. It's real skinny, though. I don't think you would. Look, look at pictures. It's real skinny. 
It was like one of those stereotypical, like yeah, it's just it's just awkward. Hmm. I would, I'd want, I'd rather walk down a staircase. I'm comfortable walking down where I don't gotta fucking oh turn my body. Fuck, am I gonna make it? Like it's just it's an awkward staircase. Well, I think we're a little bigger than she was a little bit, <laughs> tad bit. Okay, anything else about the house? No, I just, I just wanted to go over the quick notes so you guys can kind of get an idea. Also, I posted a picture of the basement layout on um, our IG, so you can check that out there. Yeah. Okay, so that was a 911 call. <clears throat> now do you want to get into the ransom? Is it time for that? Well, I mean, they just called it because they found a ransom note, so mm-hmm. I think we should read the ransom note. Yeah, let me read it all the way through. Okay. And then um, we'll discuss Remember, it. It's three pages long. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> it's a long it's a long uh, ransom note, which is it's oddly long, according to a lot of people. Yeah. Okay, so it says, Mr. Ramsey... Listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We, and it has something crossed out, and then it says, respect your business, but not the country it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to see her, if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence an earlier delivery, but that's crossed out. And it says, pick up of your daughter. (coughs) Shit. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I would advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert the bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices. If any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting your daughter back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory, SPTC. All right, that's the entire ransom note. And uh, there's a lot of weird shit in this ransom note. There is. There's a ton of weird shit in here. Like, I think this is what brings a lot of suspicious, 
suspiciousness. Suspicions? Suspicions. <laughs> Suspiciousnesses. One of those things. It brings something. <laughs> to the like this whole ordeal. In yeah. my opinion. If it, if this note wasn't here, it would I, I feel like a lot of everything would go away. I feel, I feel like if this note wasn't here, mm-hmm. then you would definitely try to start thinking it was outside the house. For someone, sure. Someone from outside the house. So it, more likely than so. the family, at least. This note just makes it way too suspicious. This makes it super fucking suspicious. Now, we both have a lot to say about the ransom note. I know this for a fact, right? Yeah, we do. Okay, so the first thing first is three fucking pages long. On three different pieces of paper, it's not front and back in the one. So there was a practice one okay. found inside the house. There was. There was also the imprint on the notepad. Right. Mm-hmm. And this ransom note's three pages long. Yeah. To copy it, assuming you already knew every single thing that was going to go into, they assumed would take 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 to 21. But you also wrote a practice one. Yeah. So you're talking about 45 minutes to an hour probably? writing a fucking ransom note i'm just seeing like one of those like rocky montages of like coming up like trying to think of something and then (laughs) well so 45 minutes minimum let's just go with 45 minutes you're in someone's house for for 45 45 minutes minutes. just writing on a piece of paper i wonder if he has his readers on or daughter's probably already dead right like come on now Which, which is another weird thing too if it's 45 minutes and there's a practice letter right this is we'll just go 30 for the sake of it right yeah, but okay, just so there's a practice letter. So if you know everything you're going to write down, there's 15 minutes for that and 15 minutes to write the actual letter. Yeah, let's just say 30. Um, and if the daughter's already dead, mm-hmm. if John Bonet's already dead, thir- there's no signs of ur- urgencies in this writing. Mm-hmm. The writing looks calm. Yeah. From all the breakdowns I could watch, they said there's like no signs of like sc- scribbliness. It was all like pretty much the same throughout. There's slight deviation because you get fatigued from writing. No, this, this there's was, no size of urgency. This was written with Patsy's pen mm-hmm. and on her notepad that was kept by the phone. Yeah, and it's proven because they found the same exact tear on the notepad mm-hmm. to match this. So it was this paper was taken from her pad and it was believed to have been written with her pen. I don't know how they could decide that, but yeah, it only makes sense, right? So, um. Did you want to start? Well, no, that's what I was just going over. Uh, So the first weird thing for me is three fucking pages long. Yeah, that's that's odd because it's you you think you just want to get straight into the point. All you really got to say in a a ransom note Mm -hmm. is say, we have your daughter. Don't go to the cops. We need $118,000. We want this much money. We'll contact you. I don't need this. Don't need a big size attache. 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 Um... With your southern comments, you don't need to put all this shit. It's too much. Yeah, it doesn't for, make sense for me. It's like a what, like some random person has no idea what the fuck they're doing would do for a ransom note. Also, so this uh, on in this note, um, I don't know if they put it in the one we're reading, but um, there were two misspelled words throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like business, the easiest words: business and possession. But they got attaché rights. But they got attaché right. They got. Um, well, every other word in there, right? <laughs> um, so I think these were intentionally misspelled. Just try to throw off their uh, shit, but yet they... And there, there's actually like really weird words that a normal person would not even have in their vocabulary. Like, Hints? attache? I, I would never... 
I didn't even know what attache was until this. I won't even lie. Bag. Well, I know. But so I would have never been able to do that. No, for sure. I mean, and you got to think about, too, the suspects are not the most intelligent individuals when you get outside the family. So why Except the f- for one of them. Well, yeah. Okay. You're yeah. right. You're right. But most of them are not. Yes. And like the hints, like you just said, the hints is actually really weird. Because it's not used in everyday vocabulary. Well, that and this is a little into the future but the next year christmas letter which why would you even fucking make another christmas letter right um they use the same exact phrase as in this fucking uh what's it called this ransom note mm-hmm. uh, it's hence therefore something like that they use that in their christmas letter the next year and she says and hence and hence yes yes, yes but yes, you yes. don't need the and if you're saying hence yes and it says and hence in here i'm gonna try to find it uh, delivery for uh, delivery of the money and hence a earlier pickup for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And then on their Christmas letter for two thousand or 1997, they put and hence. Yep, which is the improper way to use it. Yeah, it's like uh, the Oklahoma bomber. Mm-hmm. The only reason why they found out it was him was because he said a phrase backwards all his life. And his brother said, that's my brother. I could tell by that phrase right there because it's backwards. You never spell. You don't say that. You say this way. Right. And that's how they got so, the Oklahoma City bomber. So you don't need an and when yeah. you're saying hints. Mm-hmm. That's already implied. So it's kind of suspicious that she's she because Patsy's the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Patsy wrote the Christmas letter. Mm-hmm. So um, it, but that's, it that's is a little, suspicious. That's a little in the future. So we'll get back to the ransom notes. The amount of money asked, we already kind of told you guys. Remember the one hundred eighteen thousand. That was John's bonus Christmas bonus for the year. Um, a lot of analysis say that it has female traits. Yeah. So they like almost guarantee it was written by a female. For sure. So. That, another weird thing is how in the very, very beginning, we're a small foreign faction. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck says we're a small foreign faction? You would want to make the people that you're trying to scare think you're bigger than you are, not a small foreign faction. Right. Uh, another one is... Uh, so they do not like the country that it serves. So obviously they're supposed to be foreigners, right? So and they do like John's business and him. Just not who it works for. Just don't like the country that they reside in. So but, you'd ki- so you took his daughter mm-hmm. because of the country that his business is in? Yeah. It's, that doesn't make sense. It is really bizarre. And the other thing that is really weird is from the guy I was watching, the ransom note breakdown, is um, Australian, right? Mm-hmm. He says the only country that really uses law enforcement, the phrase law enforcement, mm-hmm. is America. Right. So if you're a foreign, you know, faction, mm-hmm. you're not going to say law enforcement. You're going to say something else. Right. That was what, at least from my breakdown that I watched, he said, we don't, no one uses that phrase law enforcement. They're police. Yeah. So also they say we in the beginning mm-hmm. and then she, they, they go to my. Yeah. So, first of all, it's multiple people, and then they change it up, and it's all of a sudden a singular person. Yeah. And that happens throughout the letter. All throughout the letter. There's also a lot of movie references in here, too. Like, another thing... Okay, so I was saying it has female traits. I guess the the one way they identify that is, like, the concern and not being aggressive. So, um, like, uh, be rested, because the delivery will be... Make sure you bring a, you know, a proper bag so it can fit. Like you're concerned with shit. Yeah, make sure uh, you're well. What? <laughs> this shit's actually really fucking funny. The and more, it, the more so, you break it down. So when it says hints, 
an earlier uh, pickup. Mm-hmm. It, they actually crossed out delivery on there. Yeah. So put, it's believed that they realized that, oh, fuck, we're not going to deliver it. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna need you to pick it up. When I keep saying it, yeah, that's kind of shitty, but her. Um, they also said uh, beheaded, which is not a term really used in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's normally like foreign, yeah, essentially. And so they believe that that was placed in there strategically to make you believe that this is a foreign faction. Also, the I, the word foreign faction. Mm-hmm. If you're a foreign faction, you wouldn't call yourself a foreign faction. You would state what faction you are. Correct. Like how when ISIS beheaded all those people, right? They clearly were ISIS. Right. When, you wouldn't call yourself foreign because you're not foreign. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, it's fucking weird. That shit. Yeah, it is weird. Also, the um saying at the end of the letter saying she dies mm-hmm. as opposed to she will die indicates she's already dead. Mm, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. So she said at the end, the letter says she dies like four or five times, four or five times, something like that. But uh, she dies. She dies. So if you do this, she dies. If you do this, she dies. If you do this, she dies. Not she will die. Um, yeah. Looks like a few times, actually. Yeah. So um, that that was something that the person who broke it down pointed out. Like, uh, you, a normal person, like, if she was still alive, you would put she will die. Yeah. But you can't put she will die when you're writing this if you already know she's dead. Yeah. Another weird thing is going back to her now, John Bonet. Mm-hmm. Why, if you were trying to make a ransom note to get $118,000, why leave the body at the scene? Right. Right. You're not going to get no money. But then again, they never even reached out to try to get money. That is true. That is true. Which, I mean, when it says we're going to get to you tomorrow, it could have been tomorrow the 27th. It could have been that day the 26th because they could have killed her on the 26th, then contact you on the 27th. Yeah. Or it could have been on the 25th, which means it would be on the 26th. Absolutely. So that's, that's so kind that's of confusing. a little confusing, just yeah. saying tomorrow. Also, so it says Mr. Ramsey in the beginning. If you're addressing an individual, that's how you address them throughout the entire letter. Mm-hmm. Like, that's normal, right? At the end, you can tell that the individual who wrote it actually starts to get comfortable. Yeah. Because he refers to Mr. Ramsey as John several times. Yeah. So this individual felt comfortable enough with Mr. Ramsey to call him by his first name, which is not normal. Mm. You'd have to feel comfortable with somebody who didn't call them by their first name. Right. So that's another thing. Also, on the practice out. note, it was Mr. and Mrs. Ramsey, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't I'm remember pretty that. sure at first it was Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Ramsey, and then they corrected it just to put Mr. Ramsey. Or the Ramsey family, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the signed Victory SBTC. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what that means to this day. Santa Bill. Uh, and the, the, wife, the wife's name Teresa Claus right. um, and there's also a or uh, Santa Bill Touches Kids that's the one I watched on uh, kids podcast kids with a K though yeah, I know children or sorry Santa Bill Touches Children <laughs> okay children <laughs> children makes sense <laughs> kids not so much um, there's also one that says um, uh, Saved by the Church Saved by the Church because victory is like supposedly like some oh, kind of biblical thing mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. 
There was another fuck. I really wish I had my fucking notes. Yeah. I wrote a whole book. Like, I, can't I also read. got a new phone literally yesterday. And 5G, so baby. a lot of my shit was uh, lost in the transfer. Yeah, it sucks. All so, right, but what, what else you got in the ransom note? Anything else? Um, nothing else really uh, important, I don't think. Nothing else really important. All right, so you want to move on with the timeline? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, all right. So after 5.52 a.m., the Ramsey's phone family friends, Fleet and uh, Priscilla White, and John and Barbara Fer- Fernie? Whatever. Fernie sounds about right. Farnsey. <laughs> <laughs> Had been phoned shortly after the note was found. Um Schiller states that Patsy had called the Whites and Ferns immediately after the 911 call. Ramsey and Ra- Ramsey and Ramsey states that she called Ferns first and the, then the Whites. Schiller placed the call to the Whites at 6 a.m. with the house guest Cliff Gatson picking up the phone. Since the call was placed before the officer French arrived, it must have been before 5:59, since that is the time Schiller has French arriving at the house. I'm sorry if this sounds really weird when I'm reading it. It might sound a little weird just because it's the... The wordage? Yeah. Uh, at 5.55 a.m., Officer French dispatched. Officer French proceeded to 755 15th Street regarding a ransom demand and kidnapping. At 5.59, Officer French arrived on scene. Um, BPD uh, officers Carl v- Vitich and Rick French reported to have responded to a 911 call at 5.52 a.m., but it's not clear whether this uh, is the actual time of arrival at the house. Officer Rick French and the Boulder Police arrived at the defendant's house in a marked car a few minutes before 6 a.m. So, now we're going to get to the point where the fucking Boulder Police Department fucked everything. Well, this is when it starts happening. Yeah, this is when it starts happening. (laughs) This is when the police start messing this investigation up, and it really goes south from it from this point. Really south. Like, one, the, uh, what's it called? The ransom note said, don't, if you call police, your daughter will be killed. Right. And then the first thing that happens is a marked car pulls up to your house. Kind of, uh, kind of odd. And now the next bit apart is minute by minute breakdown and so that we can do a thorough job on it yeah we're gonna be doing it next week's episode so this will be a two-parter we didn't anticipate this episode or this this thing being two episodes but we are an hour and a half in we're an hour and a half in and we probably have about two hours more to go over so it's gonna be two episodes guys (laughs) yeah yesterday like we said this like twice three times now yesterday was a fucking weird day for us we didn't get no sleep because uh family issues from both sides and uh, so we need to take a little time off. Right. Not time off. We just need to Not make time off from episode. the show. We just need to, uh, we've been at it, we've actually been in the studio now for about three hours. And we have an hour and a half recorded. And we have an hour and a half recorded. So um, this is where we end it. Look, next week will be part two part of this. Part two. And hopefully only part two and not part three. Because then we'll, we'll, we're def- we'll make it two. We won't make it any more than two, guys. Yeah. So it's going to be a long episode. Next one. For sure. All right, so to finish it off, I'm going to do a bizarre... Or I'm going to do my brain fuck. Which is good because my brain's not currently working, so let's do it. <laughs> All right, so I asked, turn me on my side and I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? Turn me on my side, I am everything. Cut me in half, I am nothing? Mm-hmm. Um, bread? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, the number eight if you turn on the side it's infinite ah cut in half it's 
two zeros. Not bad, dude. I never get these, but still, you know? That was a good one. I actually liked it. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, you got anything else? No. Um, can't wait to get to this next part. Next week, we'll definitely try to be a little bit more rested. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, look forward to episode two. I or, look forward to episode two. Make sure you part follow two. us on part, part, two part two of... Is, is it going to be episode 28 or... I don't know. I guess we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, guys. All right, guys. So um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bizarre Investigation Podcast. Emails at Bizarre Investigations Podcast. No? Yeah. Send us your uh, cool shit. Do you want to hear on the podcast? You know, bizarre stories and whatnot. We haven't done a bizarre story, but we'll try to get one in next. Uh, yeah, we really... We haven't been doing it. No. Kind of weird, but... We just haven't got no stories from you guys. It's all your fault. So Yeah, you pieces of shits out there. Come on, there. guys. Get with the program. Yeah, you motherfuckers. All right, guys. We're out of here. and We will see you soon. Toodles. Peace out.